Welcome back to another episode of the Quarterback Rankings. I'm your host, Steve, and I'm actually flying solo tonight. Our usual stat guy, JP, is actually heading out on a trip to Yellowstone National Park. We wish him luck with that. And I work pretty late the next two nights, so it's going to be hard to coordinate and do this pod with anybody else. And it was a boring week of football, so I think the best case scenario here is to fly through this thing 20 minutes, 25 minutes, rank these quarterbacks, give a few takes, and move on with our lives so we don't have to waste too much time. We will start it off with our Thursday night football game. It was the Pittsburgh Steelers against the Cleveland Browns, a Thursday, uh, AFC North battle. It was an absolutely horrible game for the most part. Offenses were just absolutely terrible. Um, the Defensive touchdown at the end of the game cost a lot of people some money, I'm sure. I am not one of them, luckily. Uh, but on the quarterback side, they were both abysmal. We could just leave it at that. Mitch Trubisky should be benched soon for uh, Pickett. I mean, just see what the kids got. Am I right? He went 20 of 32 for 207 yards, no touchdowns and no picks, and a rushing touchdown. I think the rushing touchdown kind of saves his day from being terrible, but it was still bad. No mistakes, so I'm not going to be too mean to him, uh, but definitely a bad game. He sh- a game he probably should have won, so I'm definitely going to knock him a little bit. Um, on the Brown side of things, we have Jacoby Brissett, who went 21-31 for 220 yards, two touchdowns, and no picks. Actually a pretty damn good game. Off the top of my head, I did not think he played very well, but Amari Cooper came through for him. Njoku, Chief got paid, Pride of New Jersey. Had a very good game, probably one of the best games of his career. And Jacoby Brissett, I mean, he's a game manager. He's exactly what you're looking for. The Browns are getting out of him exactly what they need until Watson comes back. And you know what? Brissett was good. I'm cool with putting him out good for the week. I think that's fair. Even I would not have thought so on paper before I read the stats, but it's a good game. Uh, moving into our Sunday slate. Uh, I mean, did anybody watch Houston at Chicago? I certainly didn't. Uh, so no takes there. I know Damian Pierce was good. That's about it. And the Bears just don't pass the ball. It's almost like we shouldn't rank Bears quarterbacks, but we have to. Justin Fields, in a win, was 8 for 17, 106 yards, no touchdowns, and two picks. I mean, I don't I don't know what to say about that. His rating was 27. I don't understand how the Bears are 2-1. They... I mean, the Giants are a bad 2-1 team, but the Bears may be the worst 2-1 team in NFL history, and they're both playing in Week 4. So I am honestly really excited for that because that is maybe the worst game of all time. But one of those teams is somehow going to be 3-1, and one, which is even funnier. Uh, Khalil Herbert had 20 rushing attempts for 157 yards and two touchdowns. All right, that's how they won. That makes a little bit of sense. No one of the Bears had more than two receptions. They're a joke. I mean, Eberflus... <laughs> People thought he was going to be a solution over Nagy, but they almost are just as bad. And Fields just looks horrible. His situation is always the worst. I feel so bad for him. I think he could be good if he was given a system kind of like the Ravens built around Lamar or the Eagles have done with Jalen Hurts. But this is just sad to watch. I really hope they figure something out or someone's going to get fired. Fields is going to get like traded at the end of the season. It's going to be a disaster. Uh, in terms of ranking, I mean – Terrible. I, how can you put him at anything else than terrible? I, don't, I know he won, but that's one of the worst games I've ever seen. Uh, on the other side of the game, who we beat uh, was Davis Mills, a guy we defend a lot on this podcast, but was not very good. 
and had a game losing interception in this game. They the game was tied twenty to twenty, and the Texans had the ball going to march down the field to try and win it, and Mills threw a pick, and the Bears immediately kicked a field goal for the win. So the loss can be pretty much attributed to that. Uh, he went twenty of thirty two for two hundred forty five yards, a touchdown, and two interceptions. Also terrible. And the fact that he lost to Justin Fields on the other side playing like that, just the worst I've ever seen. Like, it's just bad for Davis Mills. I hope he doesn't get benched or anything. I don't think they even have a backup, so I'm not really really worried about that. But that's a game the Texans almost need to win, and they did not. So terrible for me. Uh, moving on, we had Vegas-Tennessee. A very interesting game because Tennessee pretty much controlled it. Dirk Henry... Uh, came back to life. The Yeti, the snow fell in Vermont, so the Yeti came out. Derrick Henry is back, maybe, question mark? Who knows, uh, but who cares? Uh, Ryan Tannehill went 19 of 27 for 264 yards, a touchdown and a pick, in a win, and a, oh, and a rushing touchdown. All right, I was going to probably say average or bad, but I'll say average with that rushing touchdown in there. He did nothing deserving of a good ranking, so average it is for Tannehill where he belongs, a very average quarterback. Uh, Derek Carr on the other side was 26 of 44 for 303 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. Also led the game with, uh, he led the team back through to Mac Hollins a bunch. I don't think anyone had that on their bingo card, but he was eight of eight, uh, eight catches, 150 yards, 158 yards, and a touchdown. Absolutely insane, especially when they have Devontae Adams and they've like barely used him the last two weeks, even though he has, uh, has had touchdowns. Uh, Carr, I mean, I think it'd be unfair to rank that good uh, when he lost to Tannehill on the other side, so I'm going to also put him at average right alongside Tannehill. I know he had a lot of yards, but they were losing by a lot, so he had to throw a bunch of yards in the second half. Uh, moving on to our next game, we got Kansas City and Indianapolis. Somehow the Colts found a way to win this game. I mean, I don't have a lot to say. They played like dog shit. But the Chiefs also played like dog shit, and the Colts found a way to win it at the end. The line was only five and a half going into this game, and the Colts had just come off a shutout against the Jaguars. I don't know. Somehow, someway, someone in Vegas knew this was going to happen. I don't understand, but good on them for figuring it out. Matt Ryan actually played well. I'm surprised to see that. I didn't think he did. Uh, he went 27 of 37 for 222 yards and two touchdowns, no picks. I mean, that's a good game. And a win over the Chiefs? I have, I'm hard-pressed to not put him at good for that type of game. Uh, he threw to Jay Woods, Jelaney Woods, had two touchdowns. Never heard of that guy. I don't know. I mean, Matt Ryan's had an awfully start to his Colts tenure, but that's a big win. Stay away from 0-3. Beats one of the best teams in the NFL. Good on Matt Ryan. That's a good performance. Mahomes, on the other hand, though. Let's check out what he did. Uh, Mahomes was 20 of 35. 262 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. Uh, I'm putting him bat, man. Maybe that's average, but I think just the fact that he lost to the Colts in an embarrassing faction like that, I'm putting him at bat. It's a game you, again, it's a game you have to win. You blew it. And it was, like, unexplainable. Like, he was getting into fights with the offensive coordinator. It was the least Patrick Mahomes performance I've seen in a really long time. So bad it is i'm sure he'll be back up right soon like next week probably but for now that's a bad game he'll join mitch trubisky in the bad ranking which is funny just to look at but i told you patrick mahomes and trubisky were on the same ranking for any week you probably think i'm crazy but here we are uh moving on 
again, a crazy game. Miami upsetting Buffalo 21-19. Same thing. Someone Again, someone in Vegas just knew this was going to happen. The Bills were being touted as, like, the best team in the NFL. Maybe, like, possibilities of, like, a 15-1, and 16-0 season. They go down to the Heat in Miami and just disaster. They they had, like, 90 plays, which is crazy. They, it's, like, one of the first times in NFL history a team has run that many plays and lost to Miami's, like, 40 plays. So I, I don't really have much of a read on this. I didn't watch a ton of it either. I felt like it was never on red zone, uh, even though Josh Allen had a really good game on paper. But I just uh, – I don't really have many takes. I just think it was a fluky game. I think Miami's really good. We've made that pretty clear. I'm a two-non guy. The concussion protocol for Tua was definitely very sketchy. I don't know what was going on there. They're probably going to get in trouble for that because it was really, really weird. But for now, hey, they pulled out a win at 3-0, and they're heading to Thursday Night Football against the Bengals with a 3-0 record and one of two teams that has that record still in the NFL. So, getting good on the Dolphins. I'll defend them. I think they're clearly a playoff team now. Obviously, some people on this podcast didn't think so at the start of the season, but I will defend them. I'm 2-0 and on for life. Uh, he, that being said, though, uh, he was only 13-18 of 18 for 186 yards and a touchdown. Again, they just didn't run many plays. It's not like they ran the ball a ton. They only had uh, 16 rushing attempts other than Tua. So, I just think this was the game script that was handed to Tua. I'm I'm saying good. I don't care. Obviously, not a lot of uh, yards and uh, attempts, but like he beat the Bills 123 rating passer rating, and he beat the Bills, the <laughs> best team in the NFL supposedly, moves to three and zero, and he was the go to the week last week. I'm giving him some uh, slack. I'm the only one here. I'm two and on. Like I said, no one's gonna combat it. So screw all of you guys out there who would have ranked him average. I'm going good because I love him. Uh, moving on to Josh Allen, he had 63 passing attempts, which is crazy. 42 of 63 for 400 yards exactly, two touchdowns, no picks, and uh, 47 rushing yards. So almost 450 total yards. I do know he did have a fumble in this game, though. So I, even though we don't normally count fumbles, I'm going to count that one against him. Um, I just, I mean, obviously, like on paper, that's a great performance, right? But I think just losing a game they should have absolutely won Docks him to good. It's crazy. He's going in the same category as Tua, but how can you put him at great if you if you're part of the uh, part of the reason that your team like had an absolute choke job and lost a, a football game like that? Uh, even with the butt punt too, which was absolutely hilarious. Mark Sanchez was chiming in about that on Twitter. I don't understand how they didn't find a way to win that game. Uh, the offensive coordinator was throwing a fit at the end of it. They couldn't uh, spike the ball in time to get Tyler Bass a, a chance to uh, kick a game-winning field goal. Just a crazy, crazy all-around game. It's so fluky, but it wouldn't be fair to put him at great, I don't think, just because of how much of a mess the whole thing was. So just a good performance for Josh Allen. Uh, moving on to, we're going down to Minnesota. Another just weird and wacky game, just like the rest of the slate. Detroit was in control. They were up 24, I think, to, uh, I want to say 24 to 14 uh, they were winning. And then Minnesota just scored two late touchdowns to take a 28 to 24 win. Just a classic Dan Campbell choke job. You feel so bad. But again, Dan uh, Campbell covered the spread as he always does. One of the best cover teams in the league, but just not good enough to find a way to win, unfortunately. Uh, Jared Goff was 25 of 41 for 277 yards, a touchdown and a pick. Just... Not good enough. Not good enough. Jamal Williams was absolutely incredible, uh, picking up the slack when DeAndre Swift got hurt. But 
I'm saying Goff was bad. Again, he gets no slack on this podcast. He, we gave him a good ranking last week, but this is right back to bad for Jared Goff. If he won, maybe I would have found the, the grace period of permit average, but I hate the guy, so he's going bad. Uh, Minnesota, Kirk Cousins, 24-41 for 260 yards, two touchdowns, and he did lead the comeback. I'll put him at good for that. JP will probably appreciate it. I still don't think he's good, but the week was good. That's all I'll say. I don't really care. Good comeback. He's only good and when nobody's watching their games. He can't play in prime time. He's not clutch, but hey, he can beat the Lions on week three and when nobody is watching their games. Credit to him for that and finding a way. Uh, moving on. We got ooh, uh, the Jets and Bengals. I, for one, was one of the suckers who was like, hey, maybe the Jets beat the Bengals here. Bengals fall to 0-3, but, I mean, it was a classic Bengals. Not uh, They were never going to go to 0-3. They're not good enough. They weren't going to find a way to lose against the Jets. They still didn't look great, though. I'm not giving them too much credit. Uh, the Jets just aren't good enough. Um, but, I mean, Joe Burrow played well, 23-36, 275 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. I'll put that at great. I mean – Bounce back for Burrow, our first great performance of the week. Um, it's still, it, it, On paper, it's great, right? I mean, but it's expected. Nothing too, too special. Definitely not going to be in go-to-the-week conversation, but he took care of business. He did what he had to do, and it's a win for the Bengals. They they, they stayed away from 0-3, uh, so that was huge. Flacco and what might be hopefully not the final start of his career in case Wilson comes back, but I really hope it wasn't because it was such a bad performance and coming off such a high last week and go to the week potential conversations and getting a great ranking. He comes into this week and goes 28 of 52, 285 yards, no touchdowns and two picks. It sucks. It's going terrible. It pains me to do that to my guy when no one else is here to even uh, protest me. I could have put him at average or bad just to do so, but I won't. It's terrible. And I just pray he gets one more chance before Wilson comes back, so that can't be it. That can't be the end of Flacco. I need one more. I need something else. Like If he just ended on last week, that would have been amazing, but this is so sad. I, I, I can't bear to watch like no more Joe Flacco games and that be the last memory of him and all the Jets fans out there. Like, oh, this guy sucks. Uh, I can't ever be right. Please, one more game. Zach Wilson, take your time. That's all I'll say. All right, next game, <laughs> Philly and Washington. I spent way too much time watching this game. This was the Fox game on national TV where I am. And uh, my roommate Josh, as you guys know, listening, is a big Commanders fan. And he made us sit through this. And it was god-awful. It was one of the worst games I've ever seen. Carson Wentz was abysmal. 25 of 43 for 211 yards, no touchdowns, two picks. I think a billion fumbles. I don't know how many, but I'm just going to say nine just to be like safe. I think that's how many he had. He was terrible. It was the worst thing I ever had to watch. Uh, Jalen Hurts, though. I mean, man, is he putting together an MVP-type campaign, a 3-0 start for the Eagles, the only other 3-0 start uh, in the NFL. He was 22 of 35 for 340 yards and three touchdowns. I mean, he's passing the ball. He's looking a lot like Lamar this year. It's amazing what you do when you get great wide receivers and great running backs around a quarterback like that and come up a scheme for him. He only had 20 rushing yards, but look how well he threw the ball. He could do it all. He's really starting to come into his own, and I'm really loving watching him. And he's going to be a threat, and the Eagles are a real threat to come out of the NFC just because the NFC is so bad, as we've said many times on this pod. Uh, again, it goes without saying he was great and definitely in go-to-the-lead talks for sure so far. 
probably the only one I've even seen that's worth it uh, so far. Uh, moving on. We got New Orleans losing to Carolina. No takes here. Again, two weeks in a row, I'm just going to say it, losing faith and all faith in Jameis Winston. Think he just might be bad. Think I was right earlier in the offseason when I thought he was terrible. I flipped and said, eh, maybe they'll be good. Maybe he can carry him. But I think he's just really bad. I'm starting to come back to it. Chris Olave, though, amazing. Wide receiver rankings, he'd be up there in top form. He was nine catches, 147 yards. Good for him. Uh, Jameis was 25 of 41, 353 yards, a touchdown and two picks. Terrible. Just eye test, losing the, uh, the 0-2 Panthers. I know the stats aren't bad, but it was a lot of garbage time. Just bad picks, bad turnovers, bad game managing, terrible quarterback play from Jameis. Baker, let's see. Baker was 12 of 25 for 170 yards, one touchdown, no picks, and only two uh, throws to McCaffrey. He needs to start throwing to McCaffrey more if he wants to uh, start playing a good quarterback. I mean, he's one of the best weapons in the NFL, and he just refuses to use them. But I don't know. I mean, he got a win, so what am I going to say? I'm just putting that at bad. I mean, it could be average, but just be better. That's all I'll say. Uh, next game, we've got – hold on a sec. Uh, we've got the Jacksonville Jaguars destroying the L.A. Chargers, one of the storylines of the week. People are starting to buy into the Jaguars. I bought in last week, and I'm here. They just have a real coach now. Everybody's bought in. Trevor Lawrence has always been good. Last year was just a mess. And, yeah, they've had two back-to-back weeks of situations where they got really lucky. Like, you had last week – uh, nobody on the Colts wide receiver room was healthy. They played against like janitors out there and dominated and didn't let the Colts score. But then this week, Herbert's banged up, can't breathe through his lung. And I mean, they dominated him as well and only held the Chargers to 10 points. So two weeks, they've only allowed a combined 10 points to Matt Ryan and Justin Herbert. I mean, that is impressive. You can't hold it against them. It's one of the more impressive feats so far in the year that the Jacksonville Jaguars defense might be back and their offense is clearly good. I'm buying in. I Just because I think the AFC South is so terrible, I think they have a really good shot at winning that division. And I doubt they make any noise in the playoffs, but I really think they're going to be a threat. And no one's going to really want to play them at all this entire year. I think Trevor Lawrence showed in college how good he was. I think he's starting to find his form and will be a dominant force in the NFL. He was 28 of 39 for 262 yards and three touchdowns, no picks. I'm putting him at great. Could be a potential go to the week as well. Um, probably doesn't beat out Hurts, but really, really good. feel good for Trevor, and I'm happy to see him succeeding finally. Herbert, on the other hand, obviously played through a tough rib injury. Uh, wasn't god-awful, but was 25 of 45 for 297 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. Uh, I think a lot in garbage time while that was. They really, really weren't very competitive at all in this game. I'm putting him at bad uh, just because I love him and giving him some credit for the rib injury he fought through. Uh, next game, we have LA Rams and Arizona Cardinals. Uh, nothing too much to say here. I really didn't watch much of this game. Uh, the Cardinals didn't score a touchdown, and the Rams only scored two rushing touchdowns. So in terms of quarterback play and uh, analysis, I got really, I really don't have anything. Cooper Cup wasn't special, which is crazy. And that's about all I got. Marquise Brown, 14 catches for 140 yards. That's nuts. He would never do anything like that for the Ravens. Maybe he's not as bad as I thought, but whatever. Um, Kyler Murray, 37 of 58 for 314 yards. No touchdowns, no picks. Um, since it's a loss, I'm going to say bad. I mean, you just got to find a way to score touchdowns. I don't know what else to say. I mean, it wouldn't be fair to put him at average, I don't think, especially in a loss like that. 
score a touchdown, dude. One touchdown, maybe, and I put you in average. I'm being harsh this week, clearly. So you got to impress me, and that wasn't impressive at all. Stafford, also pretty bad. 18 of 25 for 249 yards, no touchdowns and no picks. I'm also putting that at bat. I don't, I don't care. I know he won. Uh, the team actually scored touchdowns, but in terms, of, he's just looked awful to start the season. I'm worried about his shoulder. I, I I'm worried he's going to not hold up long term and be a problem later in the year. But I don't know. It wasn't terrible. Probably could have been average, but I'm just in a mean mood tonight. So bad it is. No one can tell me otherwise. Uh, Atlanta, Seattle, um, one of the worst games. Uh, well, not uh, in terms of results. It was actually a pretty decent game, but nobody cared about this game. Uh, Marcus Mariota played okay. He was 13 of 20 for 229 yards, a touchdown, and a pick, uh, and a rushing touchdown. Uh, I'm going to put that at average. Maybe it could be good, but it's not much of an accomplishment doing that against Seattle. So just an average for Mariota, but a nice win for the Falcons getting on the board this year. Uh, Gino was 32 of 44 for 325 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. That's also pretty good. I'm, all, I'm only going to put it at average because it wouldn't be fair to put him ahead of Mariota. Uh, but I'm putting that at average. Nice job, Gino. Not, it doesn't seem like it was your fault the team lost. I didn't watch enough to really say, but not bad. Not bad. Uh, Green Bay, Tampa. This is just crazy. Uh, Tampa didn't score. Oh, they did score one touchdown. Russell Gage. Uh, they, yeah, that's right. They scored. Um, at the very final seconds to bring it to 14-12 and then didn't get the two-point conversion after a delay of game, something Tom would never, never allow earlier in the year. I mean, earlier in his career. He's been a mess this year for probably good reason. I don't know. Just bad showing. I'm sure they'll be fine Like uh, when the wide receivers come back. Obviously, he didn't have Godwin, no Julio. Mike Evans was suspended. You couldn't expect much from him. He was 31-42 of for 271 and a touchdown. Uh, I'll just put it at average. I don't know. It wasn't bad, so I don't really want to think a lot of it was his fault. So I'll put it at average. Uh, Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers, 27 of 35, or 255 yards, two touchdowns and a pick. I'll put it at good. A nice, good win. Uh, he didn't have um, – obviously, he didn't have to go against uh, – well, the Tampa Bay defense is good. So, I mean, he did have to go against a good defense. Uh, it doesn't. I'm not going to take away the fact that – Tampa was uh, banged up a wide receiver for him. Um, he had a big win on the road against Tampa and had pretty good stats. So I'll put him at good. I'm usually lenient, uh, lenient with Rodgers. I feel good about that. I don't have a problem. Um, and then our game of the week, uh, if you ask me anyway, uh, Baltimore taking down New England 37-26. Obviously a huge bounce back win for the Ravens after the meltdown in Miami last week. It felt really, really good to just watch our offense flourish yet again. Absolutely amazing stuff. Um, I mean, it, it, now three games in a row, Lamar's looked absolutely amazing, and our defense will look bad. But hopefully we get some defenders back healthy, and Lamar continues this throughout the year. He's playing like an MVP right now, and you really, really love got to love what he's doing for the Ravens. Uh, he went 18 of 29 for 218 yards, four touchdowns, and a pick. And then he had 170 rushing yards and a touchdown. Another 100-yard rushing game. Just amazing all around and a great performance for Lamar. Um, Mac Jones, on the other hand, was a mess. Absolutely awful. He had an okay first half. Uh, the team had three rushing touchdowns. Good for him. But he went 22-32 of 32 for 321 yards, no touchdowns, and three picks. 
and three awful, awful interceptions. Cost the team the game, just bad decision-making, and then like absolutely hurts his ankle at the end of the game. A high ankle sprain, a really bad one. So he's in jeopardy to miss a lot of the season. Just bad for the Patriots, bad for him. And after a really bad performance, I'll put that at terrible. Just just cost the team the game for the most part. Because our defense couldn't stop – I don't know. I don't know what analogy I'm going for, but they couldn't stop anybody. Anybody could have thrown for touchdowns against us. Instead, he was throwing the ball to our defenders instead of his own receivers. Uh, unfortunate for Mac, I hope he comes back healthy because uh, that's not the last thing he wants to remember for the year. And then go into next year, uh, having to live with that being his last game and then Patriots fans questioning if he's the answer. He needs to come back, right the wrong, and at least prove that he can be a competent starting quarterback in the NFL because right now I don't know if he can be. All right, Sunday Night Football. We've got, oh, I mean, Denver-San Francisco, 11-10 to 10 game. A lot of people saying this was the single worst football game they've ever seen. I like was like a little contrary on it. I actually really enjoyed this game in a really weird way. I just thought it was so, so funny and so ridiculous and laughing at the incompetency of both of these teams. And Nate Hackett, P.I., was just, I mean, at this point, he might be the single worst coach I've ever seen. He doesn't know how to manage a game. He doesn't know what decisions to make. They had to hire a special coach to come in and like help him make decisions, and they still screwed up basically everything. Russell Wilson looks like a mess and a shell of himself out there, except for that literally one drive. And But what else am I going to say? I mean, they got a win, so good for them for that, because Jimmy Garoppolo looks just as bad and looks like they were justified in wanting to start Lance and moving on from him because he looks awful. Um, I feel bad for anybody who was expecting a good game there because you were the ones who were probably disappointed me. I thought both of these teams were god-awful, and I got what I expected and got a lot of laughs out of it. So many sacks, so many bad plays. Uh, the stepping out of bounds and the safety was hilarious. Redeeming Dan Olowski. I mean, just so many, so many bad things. And I'm sick and tired of Denver using Melvin Gordon over Javante Williams. Javante Williams is amazing. I know this is quarterback rankings, but it just pisses me off. Two years in a row, Javante Williams is like one of the most explosive backs in the NFL, yet Melvin Gordon gets the red zone carries and gets a lot of work uh, throughout the drives. And it's like, I feel like they just need to hand the ball off to this guy and see what he can do, like maybe 20 times a game. And I bet you they'd be in a much better shape. I should be the coach of that team. I think I could genuinely do a better job than Nate Hackett. Uh, Russ went 20 of 33 for 184 yards, no touchdowns, no picks, whatever. I test one of the worst things I've ever seen. So terrible. Uh, won't be the woe of the week, though, because he won. Jimmy G uh, was 18 of 29 for 211 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. Um, I'm going to say, I don't know, I'm just going to say terrible, too. It probably isn't, but just for being part of the worst game of all time. I'm giving it terrible. All right, last game, Monday night, rivalry game. Dallas, New York Giants, GP, not too happy with the result of this one. Dallas takes down his Giants 23-16 to in MetLife. Uh, Daniel Jones, I'm not going to say was absolutely god-awful because he was pretty damn awful, but his offensive line was the main cause of a lot of it. Uh, he was 20-37 of 37 for 196 yards, no touchdowns, and a pick. The pick wasn't his fault. His receiver fell down at the end of the game there. I'm not going to blame that on him but still a pretty bad performance. Normally, this is something I'd throw Daniel Jones in the terrible category, but I actually watched all of this game, and again, I just think most of it wasn't his fault, and blaming this game on Daniel Jones I think is a little bit nuts. I mean, 
Saquon was good, but his receivers were god-awful. Kenny Galladay is an absolute joke. That guy had, like, three bad drops. He was targeted three times, and every every single time he was targeted, he was an absolute disaster. Nobody would help him. Shepard got hurt. I mean, it's just a mess for them. Tony was out. Wandale's not playing. I'll put him at bad for now. I think he'll be – he's actually – not been the worst thing I've ever seen this year. So I'll give him a little bit of credit. So bad for Daniel Jones. Uh, Cooper Rush, one of the more impressive stories of uh, this week, continues to be undefeated as a starter in the NFL. Might be better than Dak Prescott. I think Dak Prescott might find himself on a new team. It might be the team of Cooper Rush at this point. He was 21-31 for 215 yards and a touchdown. And my test, he was like really good. He didn't make any mistakes. He did exactly what he needed to do. I'm not going to put him at great. But I'm definitely going to put him at good. A nice win for Dallas. They're now 2-0 without Dak. And he's really buying time for Dak to come back and the Cowboys to figure some things out. And maybe they are going to be a playoff team. I predicted it at the start of the year on the pod, even though I didn't really believe in it. But the NFC, again, so bad. They might find a way into the wild card. All right. We're closing the pod with finding our Woat and Goat of the Week. Our Woat is between Justin Fields, Davis Mills, Flacco, Carson Wentz, Jameis, Mack, Russ, and Jimmy G. Uh, Justin Fields and Russ are not eligible because they won their football games somehow. Uh, so, And Joe Flacco is not eligible because I will not do that to him. So that leaves us between Wentz, Jameis, Mack, and Davis Mills. Davis Mills was pathetic, but like it wasn't more of the weak material stuff. Obviously, the pick at the end of the game was really bad, but his stats weren't like god awful. I only threw him in here because he lost to Justin Fields. It wasn't really like a stats terrible. Like you're here because you were terrible. So um, I'm not going to put him as word of the week. Jimmy G was fine. I also threw him in here just because it was a terrible game. His stats weren't terrible. He will not be the word of the week. Uh, Jameis could be a candidate, um, but I'm not going to do it. It's between Wentz and Mac for me. Uh, both of these games I watched the entire 60 minutes of, so I have a pretty good read on how I felt about them. Um, the only reason I'm not going to choose Mac, uh, even though, you know what, I'm between Mac and Wentz. I sh- the only reason I was thinking about not choosing Mac is because like his team still like put up a bunch of points, even though there was a bunch of rushing touchdowns, and he had some decent drives until he started choking away the game at the end. Whereas Wentz was just uncompetitive the entire game. That's kind of where I'm leaning. Uh, I wish I knew exactly how many fumbles he had, but again, I'm going with the number nine. So considering he had nine fumbles and was a complete disaster in the game the entire time, I'm going to go Wentz. I think it's a little unfair to make it Mac. Uh, He got hurt. I'll cut him a little slack. And again, like I said, just a bad like fourth quarter for him. A really, really, really bad fourth quarter with two terrible picks. Um, But the rest of this game was okay. He kept his team in it for the most part. Uh, so official good of the week is going to be Wentz. Uh, or woe of the week, I should say. Definitely not go to the week. Uh, go to the week is between Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, Trevor Lawrence, and Lamar. Uh, Trevor Lawrence could be a good one, especially with a huge win over uh, the Chargers. But again, just that team turned into a disaster. Uh, Joey Bosa got hurt. Um, I mean, obviously Herbert was hurt. Eventually affect Trevor. Um, I'm I'm fine with him just being great. I don't think he's going to be the go of the week. Burrow's not getting it. He played the Jets, uh, but for me, it's between Jalen Hurts and Lamar, the two running backs of quarterbacks. Uh, Jalen Hurts, can I do it? I feel like I just have to give it to Lamar. I think Lamar deserved it last week, but couldn't get it because Tua beat him. 
Um, but it's back to back incredible weeks for uh for Lamar. He had a hundred rushing yards again and a touchdown, along with four passing touchdowns for five total touchdowns. Uh, Jalen Hurts put up a great week. Was definitely in uh, consideration for this, but the commanders stink. So I'm giving it to Lamar for taking down a Bill Belichick team. Uh, five, like I said, five touchdowns, and he's my quarterback, and I'm the only one here. And I spent way too much time doing this anyway for no reason. So I'm going Lamar to at least reward myself there. Um, you got to do what you got to do, right? Got to power through this. Uh, it's two o'clock in the morning as I'm recording this. So, and I knew I wasn't going to be able to record it at any other time this week. I knew JP wasn't going to do it. I wasn't going to be able to find a time to do it with anybody else. So, had to do it. And now Lamar is the go to the week because of it. Um, but like I said, uh, the quarterback rankings are in the books. This was a quick one. Had to bang it out. Uh, but we will be back next week uh, with week four of the quarterback rankings and week four of Fantasy Survivor. Um, as always, you can follow us on social media at Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok for everything we got going on. Basketball season is right around the corner. So stay tuned for everything that we got coming out. Have a good week, guys.